Welcome to the My Mickey Podcast, where we explore the magic and wonder of Disney together. And now, on with the show. Welcome back to the My Mickey Podcast. Today, we have an absolute treat in store for you as we dive into a discussion that so many people have questions about, taking your tots to Disney. We know that for a lot of parents, maybe you postpone that first visit to a Disney destination, afraid that your kiddos are just too young to enjoy that experience. So that's why today we have invited an expert to join us on this topic. So joining myself today is Bridget, and we also have Rachel Franco. So Rachel is one of our dream designers here at My Mickey Vacation Travel and our fearless leader of the immersely popular Facebook group, Taking Tots to Disney. So Rachel, thanks so much for joining us. Happy to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Awesome. We hear pretty often that families want to wait until their kids can remember a Disney vacation to take them on a Disney vacation. What's your opinion on that? And what do you talk to families about to maybe make them reconsider? So I think the biggest thing is um, people think that you need to wait to take a trip so that your kids will remember everything that you do. Um, I feel like we go back to this all the time and say, you know, there's so many things that you do with your children that you 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 do it when they're young and you don't say, oh, well, they're, they're not going to remember it. I'm not going to do mm-hmm. it. Um, the other big misconception I think here is that the experience of Disney World is so immersive for um, younger children where a lot of families, um, you know, they think they're going to like a theme park if they've never experienced it before. Um, and Disney is just so accommodating for families with little kids, um, you know, even babies, toddlers. So... A lot of people, you know, they do it and then they come back and they're ready to go again because they just had so much fun, even though they didn't think they would. I think a lot of people, exactly what you said. I mean, how many of us planned an amazing first birthday for our kid that they will never remember ever? Like right, a blowout right, right. birthday, and it's just something that we do for us oftentimes. Um, and so definitely the magic is still real whenever you have small kids. And I know we were talking before we jumped on here. Uh, Rachel's taken very her personal, very young family to Disney. I've taken the youngest. Uh, my daughter was 16 months old when she went to Disney World for the first time. And Nicole's taken young children as well. Uh, you said 10 months, yeah. right? Yep. Two and a half years and 10 months, but Rachel has both of us. Beat. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. I've, uh, we've started as early as six weeks over here. So the babies are the easiest, honestly, you know, people say, how do you do it with an infant? How do you do it with the little kids? Once they get walking and you're chasing them around, it's a little bit of a different dynamic, but when you have an infant and you're just putting them in a carrier, you know, they're just, they're, they're just going along for the, the trip. So um, it can be done and it's really not as difficult as, you know, some people make it out to be in their own mind. Yeah. I think the stroller piece is a, is a game changer because once they become mobile, it's very difficult to keep them in the stroller. So I remember we would always make sure that we brought our baby jogger city mini that laid back flat so that she could nap while, uh, my husband might go ride a ride or I would go ride a ride and the other person would just eat snacks and walk around with a stroller. And it was incredible for me. I know that. Um, and kids are free until they're three. And sometimes families aren't aware that it is also cost effective to go whenever they're a little bit younger. Right. I agree with that. And I think that's a big thing too, you know, for families is take the trip when they're little, you know, do that experience. And 
I think you guys can agree with me here that there is truly nothing like seeing the magic through your kids' mm -hmm. eyes. Um, I've grown up as a Disney fan, but things really changed for me once I was able to take my own children um, and have all those feels of the experience of Disney. And, um, you know, when they're, when they're complimentary, they're, they're, they, don't, they don't require admission. And even if you're going out to eat, you know, at a character meal or buffet style, you're not paying for your child um, at these meals either. Yeah. So, like you said, very cost effective to get your foot in the door and take that first trip and make those memories and that experience, you know, while they're still young and can enjoy, um, enjoy it that way. You know, one of my favorite things about taking younger kiddos is that, you know, the parks really grow with mm -hmm. you. So if you go when they're younger and you're not seeking those thrill rides and you're not going to the most popular rides in every park, the lines are manageable. Everything's just mm -hmm. a lot easier. Yeah. I found. Yeah. I think I've heard Rachel, you say before that it doesn't have to be a once in a lifetime trip. And sometimes people view Disney or Disneyland in that way. They're thinking it's this one big magical trip and that's going to be it, but it doesn't have to be that one time uh, vacation for a family. Right. And you don't know how many times I'm sure you guys experience it too, but I get these families, you know, they're taking their once in a lifetime trip. This is it, you know, and then they get back they're not even home yet. And I'm getting an email that's like, oh my gosh, we had the best time ever. Yeah. We need to start planning again. You know, I can see why you go so often. Mm -hmm. um, and you really don't, you really don't get it until you do it. Um, and it, it doesn't have to be, you know, this once in a lifetime trip. Like you said, there's, we as a family have gone to Disney countless times and there's always something new mm -hmm. for us to do, yes. whether that be a new character meal, a new attraction, um, a new show, a new parade. There's always something new to experience. Um, I even just took a trip and left my older um, two home and took my younger two because I wanted to you know, have a more laid back trip and see the characters and not be running from ride to ride like my older kids wanted to. Um, so it is a, it is a whole different experience. And it's not your average theme park, you know, like a Six Flags or something where you're coming into the park and your kids are sitting in a stroller and you're going from ride to ride. There's so much more to experience and get out of a trip at Disney with little kids. They really like it all. Honestly, they like the parks. They like the characters, the shows, ice cream bars. I mean, everything is new and novel to them and they're excited about everything. Everything's magical. I realized the first trip we took my daughter, how special Small World was. Like I never got it until she started like doing the hula in the boat. Like she knew that that room was coming up and she was so excited. And I was like, I get it. Like I get what the attraction is between, yeah. you know, for this ride. And, you know, Rachel, as you mentioned, it's for me, I'm selfish. It was more about me seeing those experiences for my kids. Absolutely. I think that's truly, you know, what it comes down to, regardless of their age, is just making those memories with your family and bonding and having that time together. Um, you know, that's that's really what, what the big picture is about here. You know, it's not about them remembering a vacation that they took when they were mm -hmm. two. Well, we took lots of pictures and videos, Cora's first visit. And so we like to look back on those with her so we can show her, this is what you did. This was your first Mickey bar. This was your first time meeting a character, which was Pluto and Goofy. And so there were lots of things that we can show her now at almost 11 and she can appreciate them now. But honestly, that first trip, that was, uh, that was pretty life-changing for Justin and I, because we realized at that moment, this was perfect for her and for us as a family at all ages. 
you know, it grows with you. Yes. And it's kind of a funny thing too, because my husband and I, you know, we had three under three initially, and now they've grown up a little bit. Our oldest is going to be 10 this summer, but our youngest is only two right now. Um, And when we took our first three so young, we used to, you know, we go a couple times a year and people would always say, how do you go to Disney so many, so often? Like, don't you get tired of it? How do you do it? And we would always joke and be like, listen, going to the beach with like three toddlers isn't a relaxing vacation. Like these guys want to go, go, go. And Disney allows you to do that. You know, it like, it really does suit young children very well in that sense that, you know, you want to take this nice relaxing vacation, but you're not sitting on a beach relaxing in the sun. You're chasing your kid up and down the beach, you know, for three hours. So Disney World, you know, it, it fills the needs of, you know, little kids and like wanting to have that experience and being curious and, um, you know, just experiencing the magic all around. Rachel, can you give us a breakdown of the ages of your kids? I just want everybody to know that you're like super mom. Yeah. <laughs> what are the ages of your boys? <laughs> so I have four boys. Um, right now they are nine, eight. Um, my third line will be seven on Thursday. So nine, eight, seven, and uh, two okay. Year so she's she's done it all with with the, with the little ones. <laughs> yeah. So we've literally. I tell people all the time. I've gone at practically every age that you could possibly take your child between the four yeah. of them. So we're from New Hampshire and have the annual passes. I know same with Nicole, like being in the Northeast and, um, you know, we just, we can't get enough. We love it. You know, one thing I will say that my daughter loved when my son was younger was that we were able to do rider switch. So she was riding her favorite attractions multiple times because her brother couldn't do anything. Yeah. So I always say like, that's one bonus. Like if you have older kids and you feel like you have, you know, where, you know, Rachel, I know you've been enough times, but you know, maybe there are other parents like you who fear like, you know, we have three older kids, but one younger one Mm -hmm. telling you when you have that one younger one, it works to the advantage of the older kids because the little kid stays behind the older kids get to ride twice. They go with each parent once and then, you know, they're loving life. Yeah. Rider swap is or writer switch is a huge uh, benefit. And like I've said, Disney is so accommodating to families, um, whether it be Disney World, I mean, Disney Cruise Line, they're just, they do such a great job at accommodating, um, you know, families that do take younger kids or have that dynamic where they have an older child and a younger child. Um, and the rider switch allows, like, like Nicole just said, that, you know, you can hang back with your younger child. The older kids get to ride an attraction twice, Um And the question, too, that I often get a lot is families who are like maybe a family of five or a parent who just wants to take two of their kids. And they don't realize that almost every attraction in Walt Disney World can accommodate uh, the ride vehicle can accommodate three people. So a lot of families are like, oh, how are we going to manage if I have, you know, three kids and it's my husband and I and only one of us can only ride with one of them, Um, not realizing that they do, like I said, they just do such a great job all around at accommodating, you know, all the different dynamics of families in that way. What if we, what if we pivot and talk a little bit about resorts? Because I think if parents were anything like me, I felt like I had to take the entire house with me every single time I went on vacation. (laughs) So I guess my question is what can uh, parents expect as far as resort and amenities for staying on property that might be helpful for with younger kids sure so um the huge thing is is the pools Mm -hmm. right every resort at disney world has 
uh, some sort of themed pool, a feature pool that um, is just amazing. Kids love it, can't get enough. Um, a lot of pools have zero entry, which is very convenient when you're having um, toddlers, you know, hanging and getting in and out of the mm -hmm. pool. Uh, the splash playgrounds, the splash pads are, you know, top notch. Um, every resort has activities going on all of the time. Um, so like every afternoon by the pool, there's activities. You can find a list of activities for your particular resort when you uh, check in. Um, they do movies under the stars. They have uh, s'mores, the campfires, um, so many different things. And every resort does have a store, too, that is stocked with, you know, diapers or medicine or like last minute things that you might need. Um, another huge thing that a lot of people don't realize you can do is grocery delivery to your resort. Um, so we're big on that. You know, I was like, Bridget, I used to like take everything and then realize you could really not need to take everything and just order like your box of diapers. Amazon um, and ship it to your resort and now you've freed up room in your suitcase. Um, so there's, you know, big benefits to using uh, services like that. Life jackets are available at every resort and towels, which for me is a big, a big deal um, to have that where I don't have to pack it. But yeah, absolutely. You need to Amazon those diapers and wipes to your resort <laughs> and don't throw them in your, in your suitcase. But again, God forbid you forget something, oh, it's yeah. all there. Yep. It's all there. Yeah. Yeah. And then most people have Amazon or Amazon Prime and you could literally get anything you need within two hours, yeah. even like you know, Target or Walmart. So yeah. I always tell people that don't stress about, you know, the little things you forget or something you might need in a pinch because mm -hmm. that area is just, it's the stores and the items you need are so accessible yeah. through um, delivery service. So pack and plays, bed rails, they all have that. If you had, so when... When my niece was younger, she did not like to sleep in a pack and play and she wanted a full size crib. So we did uh, use an outside company to make sure that she had that. But pack and plays and bed rails, those are all definitely still there uh, for you to enjoy free of charge. Yes. And some of the resorts even have like high chairs that you mm -hmm. can, um, you know, ask housekeeping to bring up to your room for use as well. So that's convenient. Um, the other thing that's nice that I that I know some parents worry about is like transportation. They always think if they have the littles, like what about car seats? Yeah. What about, you know, booster seats? And I'm like, you don't, you don't need them if you're staying on property and you have that complimentary transportation. Yeah. Right. That's a huge experience that Disney provides, you know, the, um, the buses that take you all around the resort from resorts to parks are city bus style. Um, so you don't need car seats. They're not allowed even on there. Um, so that's a huge thing. Like Nicole said, for young families that you're not lugging car seats around with you everywhere that you go. Um, it's just a big benefit of staying on property versus off where, you know, moving in, <laughs> in cars or things of that nature, you need, you know, to factor in that, that uh, issue of car seats. Mm -hmm. And if families are flying into Orlando area, um, we, we would definitely figure out what transportation is the better choice for your family. We used to have the Magical Express, which we don't have anymore, but the same company still runs it, Mirrors. And again, on a Mirrors bus, you do not need a car seat either. If you go with a private form of transportation, your travel advisor will work with you on uh, making sure that the right car seat is available for you at that time. But honestly, you could arrive in town and never need to use a car seat. And then if you do, you know, what's nice is if you do need to get from resort to resort or something, um, 
and you know you don't want to take a bus or a ferry the minivans are back yeah. and they'll take you around in those minivans um seat six and they're driven by disney cast members and they always have at least two mm-hmm. like boosters and car seats so if you were in a pinch and needed to get around those minivans are a great option yeah yeah, the minivans are huge. Um, and so many of my guests utilize those, like, you know, trying to get to an early breakfast and they're going resort to resort. Mm-hmm. Um, they do come with those two. They're like the Graco extend to fit car seats so they can make them rear facing for you, convertible style or booster seat, which is huge. And all of the cast members have been trained how to safely install the car seats, which is um, another big deal mm-hmm. for parents you know, knowing that their child is safely secured in those vehicles. Absolutely. Well, what about uh, baby care centers? Can can we talk a little bit about what they are, where they're located, and what they provide for families with younger kids? So every park has a baby care center um, located inside of it. They have such great amenities in there. There's a full changing room with multiple changing tables located around the room. Um, they provide, you know, like the papers that you'll put out to lay your child down to change them. They have bathrooms for use with the smaller toilets for younger kids, which is nice if you have a child who's maybe scared of the the public restrooms that are, like, much louder. Um, There's, like, a main sitting area with a TV and high chairs and tables around if you just need an air-conditioned room to put your kid, you know, somewhere quiet to have lunch. Um, And then they have nursing rooms, which are, depending on the park that you're in, either private or semi-private rooms. Um, There's rocking chairs in there. It's, you know, nice and dark and cool. There's plugs in there. So if you're um, pumping, you have a place that you can plug your pump in and kind of just relax. And um, there's also first aid centers in each park, which are great for, you know, if you run into an issue and you need some help. Or like I said, if you are breastfeeding, they will store your breast pump or other medical supplies for you in the first aid center. Wow. And they uh, supply you with ice if you need to keep your like breast milk cold after mm-hmm. or, or bottles or things of that nature. That's a, a very nice amenity to have in each of the parks. I know we used it on a few occasions um, when Cora was still nursing and it was just nice to have a darkened space with a rocking chair because it can be pretty stimulating. And oftentimes she would sleep in a stroller, but sometimes she just needed that soft, that soft lighting, cool, cool space to be able to wind down. I will admit though, I nursed her on, um, people mover, Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> like I was, I was going to say, did you guys all go to the breast care center or the baby care centers? Because I was like, I, did, I at that point with the second kid, I had no shame. I was yeah. like, wherever oh, I am, cover no. <laughs> up. But yeah. the nice thing is, no one, it like, at no point did I feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. People just went yeah. about their days. It's totally normal. Yes. Yes. My, my, you don't have to run the, the baby care centers every time, you know, you need to nurse your child or yeah. feed feed them. Yeah. I'm like, Bridget, great spot that like, maybe your kid's a little overstimulated mm-hmm. and they are having a hard time nursing because they're like, wait, what's yeah. going on? It's yeah. Um, but around the parks too, you know, on the attractions, you can nurse. And then around the parks, there's so many little areas, mm-hmm. you know, like little corners that you can, there's benches that yeah. are a little quiet that you can sneak away to too. Yeah. So if you're actually looking around, you'll find spots where you could take the time to nurse if you needed Mm -hmm. like a little bit more of a quiet spot. 
People Mover was my all-time favorite. And I remember one time Justin was riding uh, Space Mountain and we got to the part where you had to get off and the sweet cast member saw what was happening and she was like, keep going, keep going. <laughs> and so she just let me stay on. It was amazing. Um, so they, they were very accommodating. And I liked what you said about the smaller toilets for kids. Do you have a hack for parents that have to take their kids into the bathroom, like the big people bathroom, because it is loud? Yes. So we've collaborated as moms here and found this great hack that works. If you take um, mini post-it notes with you and you go into the bathroom and you cover the sensor on the toilet, because usually that's what the kids are scared of, right? Is kind of like sit down to go to the bathroom and then the toilet's just going to flush on them. Yep. Um, so you cover the sensor with a post-it note. It'll, you know, stop the toilet from flushing. Um, so that can be helpful. And then there are um, companion bathrooms too, you know, a lot of them located throughout the park. So if you needed, um, you know, somewhere to go where it's just a smaller bathroom, you can have that option too. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing when I hear about hesitations is like, well, my kid still naps during the day mm-hmm. or we need, you know, we need to get, you know, they're, they're just afraid they can't enjoy the day because the kids are on some sort of schedule. You know, what I have always found is maybe you stay at a resort that gives you that quick access to, you know, one of the parks. Um, but my kids like Disney tired is a real thing. Like if they're in a comfortable stroller mm-hmm. and they can lean back, they'll just stay asleep and there's no need. To, there's no need. Like we never found a need to leave the park. Yeah. I agree. Um, I think the biggest thing that I like to tell people is get yourself um, for your hotel room, a white noise machine, and then like a portable white noise machine that you could throw on your stroller, um, especially if you have like infants. And like Nicole said, I mean, you don't, my kids have fallen asleep sitting up, you know, like you're going to the next thing and then you look and you're like, oh, they're sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> it is absolutely a real thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes families are worried that they're might not be enough things for their kids to do because they, they think that you have to have a higher height requirement in order to participate in things at Disney world. Um, but I guess I found there's tons of things to do that really do not have a height requirement. Yeah. I think I tried counting once. Sorry, Rachel. Um, I tried counting once in between like rides and attractions. I like stopped at 50. I mean, there's, there's a lot. Mm -hmm. There's so much to do. And most of the attractions don't have a height requirement, but between like the shows and the parades and, um, you know, the sing-alongs, there's so much to do. I mean, Animal Kingdom has a playground inside of it. Yeah. There's much to do with younger kids. And I think that a lot of people at the end of their trip, their takeaway, you know, and I say, what was your favorite part? And they're like, just on Main Street, the music was playing and watching my child play with a bubble wand. You know, it's not going on. <laughs> you know, 800 rides in a day. Yeah. It's literally the small things that your child is just enjoying the pure magic of what Disney is. Mm-hmm. And touching on the tired, the Disney tired thing. One thing I always tell my guests who are planning um, to either do fireworks because that, you know, can be an issue with younger kids too, where they don't stay up as late. Um, so a lot of families will say, okay, we're going to do the fireworks or maybe enjoy that Halloween party or the Christmas party. Um, the biggest tip that I can give people is to do it earlier on in your trip Mm. because later you get in your trip, the more exhausted everybody is. And kids always tend to do better at the start of the trip with those later nights, um, and not having like those meltdowns. Mm -hmm. Um, I think too, um, planning lunches over dinners can be great. 
especially if you're going during those hot months, because it just gives, you know, everyone a break midday to get out of the heat yeah. where, you know, in my house, dinner time, I, I can't even hear myself in my house at dinner time because <laughs> the witching hours are a real thing. And it's like, you know, you're trying to enjoy dinner and your kids are having meltdowns and everyone gets upset. It's, you know, so these are just things to take into account um, when you're making those plans. Mm-hmm. I love that you said that my favorite time to eat at Disney is between two and four, mm-hmm. because if we want to hop, we can, if we still want to do stuff in the evening, we can. And I find it gives having like a nice solid 60 to 80 minute break inside where it's air conditioned and the family's getting refueled really energizes them for the second half of the day. One other thing that I'll mention is, I I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but as, as a mom, I feel like I'm the designated photographer. And so memory maker is definitely something that I think is great for younger families because the moms and then the dads, everybody, the dads and everybody's in the picture, everybody. And so taking the time whenever you see a photo pass photographer to document that so that one parent, uh, one family member isn't left out every single time, I think will be great for memories on down the road. Yeah, I agree. I always joke that the only place my kids will think I ever existed was in Disney world. Oh yeah. I see the same thing that I'm included in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yes. The few pictures that someone else has taken of me are the most horrendous, unflattering <laughs> photos I've ever seen in my life. Photo pass photographers are magical. Yes. Well, Rachel, we're so glad that you were with us today. If families would like to get in touch with you, start a relationship with you, can you tell us all of the ways that they can, well, I'd love for them to join your um, your TOTS group, but how can they get in touch with you? Sure. So I can be reached at Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L dot Franco, F-R-A-N-C-O at mymickeyvacation.com. Um, if anyone is looking to join a great community, I do have that Facebook group. It is called taking tots to Disney. Um, just searching that name will populate the group and you can come join us there. Awesome. Well, we've reached the end of another exciting episode of the My Mickey podcast. We extend a huge thank you to Rachel for joining us. And we hope that our discussion has inspired you to take your little ones to Disney. Remember, if you are ready to plan your next adventure, do not hesitate and reach out to the dream designers at My Mickey Vacation. They possess invaluable tips and insider secrets to make your Disney experience even more magical. Thank you, as always, for tuning in, and we will see you real soon.